Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. All right, what is up, all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? And of course, my Moansters live in the Moan Land. Yes, we are back. We are back. We are back. Horny for horror. I have a very important announcement to make to all the Moansters who are live in the chat with me right now. And for all the earbuds who will be listening, I will be bringing back Horny for Horror as a hopefully monthly series. If not once or twice a month, I will be giving you different aspects of horror films that have either made me horny made me go hmm there's a tie with the real world or just in fact you know just again I get off to horror so the horny and the horror mixed together a beautiful blend now raise your hand or throw up some hearts or crowns if either of the monsters if any monsters out there have seen the movies it follows and contracted so ironically Contracted actually came out before It Follows. And it's crazy because of the fact that a lot of the the movie came out in 2014. It Follows came out in 2014. Contracted was in 2013. And when It Follows came out, a lot of people said, oh, this is a movie about STDs. I want to burst the bubble right now. It, in fact, is not about STDs. The only movie that is really about STDs or STIs is Contracted. Now, why am I on the moan chat talking about these horror films? Like, what does the horror aspect of these films have to do with sexuality? Well, for people who don't understand or didn't know, April is not only Sexual Assault Awareness Month, but also STDs, STIs, Education Month, Educational Awareness Month. So why not blend the two together and let's talk about it. So It Follows, I'm going to talk about that first because it's the more popular of the horror series. But It Follows is among probably one of the thematically most horror-rich films in the past decade. And I will give it that. Between the synthesizer sounds, the creepy element of an entity following you, and the only way to get rid of it is to pass it on through sex and for all the people who are like what that doesn't make any sense well number one rule of horror is to not have sex in fact the genre of horror was in fact made to kind of detour people from having premarital sex believe it or not even back in the day and as i have explained numerous times in several of the horny for horror chats before horror films have had a very sexual almost peeping tom type of feel to every horror movie so it follows again it is about a girl named jay who in the beginning she's like your typical you know horror character she can do no harm very pure almost virginal to a sense even with the context of talking about sex you're almost alluded to the fact that jay might be a virgin it's crazy So as the movie prolongs and it starts opening up, the movie opens up with a very wild scene where a girl is seen running in the middle of the street in basically party clothes, skimpy clothes. So you're already assuming, okay, she's been assaulted, 
maybe she lost herself at a party. What the hell is going on? So she seems to be running from something, but we don't see what. And then the next thing we see is her body completely folded in half. And then it cuts to Jay, who is getting spied on by the neighborhood children. Now, all these elements do come into place later on in the series, in the movie, into the movie. I don't want to disclose so much. But then again, the movie came out in, in 2014. So y'all motherfuckers needed to watch this movie. So anyways, Jay, our leading lady, she goes on a date with this new guy who has like this bad boy feel. But even he seems a little off. They go to a movie and at the movies, they start playing this game. And all of a sudden he's like, you do see this girl in yellow, right? And she's like, no, what are you talking about? I don't see any girl. I see the people that are in the theater, but I don't see this particular girl you're talking about. So the whole time he's like, okay, we got to go. Date prolongs, goes to the next sequence where it's all honky dory. And there's a consenting matter of whether or not they're going to have sex or not. And on, honestly, it's very portrayed as if like nothing's going to happen to our leading Lady J. And then things start to take a turn. They have sex. The sex is consensual. But then all of a sudden, the guy that Jay goes on a date with exits the vehicle, goes to the trunk of his car, and he's fiddling around. Meanwhile, Jay is basking in her sexual glory. Again, we are alluded in the movie that this is the first time Jay has had sex, which is actually not the case. So she's talking about, you know, basking in the gloriousness of sex and what could happen for them in the future. And then all of a sudden, things take a turn where her date puts basically a muzzle, not a bundle, but basically chloroforms her, ties her up, and she is now tied to a chair in nothing but her lingerie. And you're like, what the fuck? So here's where the parts of sexual assault start to come. He's talking about it. I'm sorry, but I had to do it. I had to pass this on to you. You know, I had no other choice. And now because you're seeing this, and this is happening to you, you got to pass it along to someone else. But hey, it's going to be easy because you're a female. What, what, what man is not going to have sex with you? You just have to pass it on. I'm sorry to do this to you. But all the while, he is gagging her, tied to the chair. She's scared out of her mind. He's taking her to this abandoned building where they actually see this woman who you may think may have been the victim of the guy prior. And she's stark naked in a tizzy it almost looks like she is a victim of sexual assault and then she goes and it fades to black and you're like what the fuck this entity what is this cut to they go into the next scene where jay is now dropped off like any unfortunate victim of assault just dropped off with no context in front of her house half naked cold in shock her sister is asking her questions she's not responding and then that's where we start learning that this entity is actually the memories, the repressed memories of sexual trauma. Jay is seen at one part looking at herself after the trauma done to her body. There's marks on her body, but it's marks of the entity and not so much the fact of the guy that she had sex with. As the movie prolongs, it gets a little bit darker where all these different entities that she's seeing 
are becoming more and more violent. In fact, one of the first entities she really sees appears in her house is a girl who nearly pees herself. Clothes are torn from head to toe and she is beaten and badly, like badly beaten. Again, sexual trauma. Now, here's why I don't really like the film. The movie kind of ends kind of in a weird way where, where you're not given a full context of why Jay actually sees her dad as the final entity. And we're maybe led to believe that maybe Jay was sexually assaulted by her father and that every other entity that she is seeing is almost like a certain person that she may know, someone that she has come across the street because they said the entity will follow you and you just don't know what's real and what's fake but they may appear as people that you know and then it comes out later that jay has had sex before and one of the guys that she had sex with was actually her first time and so when she passes along the entity to the guy that she has already lost her virginity with before because he's a non-believer he gets killed and he gets killed in a really fucked up manner by the way i still am like why are the blogs talking about this there's a part where her now love interest, who she has passed on the sexually transmitted entity, to basically gets jumped by his half-naked mother, who then proceeds to basically forcefully rape him. And then it cuts to that he was already dead. So I'm like, why are we not talking about the incestuous part of this film? It's kind of weird. Very, very weird without a context at all. Very, very sudden. So yeah, it follows, ends with, of course, Jay and now another part of her friend circle now living with this entity and they're just kind of stuck with it. And there is no resolution. There is no happy ending. You're almost kind of led to believe like, okay, so I have to have sex to pass this along, but she's already had sex with three other people in the movie and yet the entity is still following. So does the entity just stay with her just like trauma does does she have to heal a certain way the ending is left up in the air for all the people to see i like again not one of my favorite films i don't understand why people have hyped up this film even still to now it's very very crazy but if you've never seen it it is on netflix right now and you know People take social commentary horror a different way and different feel and maybe you will find a different uh, a different vibe with it or maybe you will see a different message with it because even the Reddit feeds have been incredible but people have really just either torn apart the film saying that this is the worst or the fact that again why are people talking about this being an STI movie when it's literally about sexual assault makes you wonder now furthermore as I was doing deeper digging about this film, and then I want to go into Contracted. As I was diving deep into this film, it was kind of interesting that years later, it took the director of the film of It Follows to really kind of myth bust the film and tell people, no, this is about a survivor. It's about a, you know surviving assault. The It Follows character, the entity, the whole thing, it's, it's the same thing that, you know, when therapists are trying to get into someone's head with repressed memories the entity is that y'all with me throw up some hearts throw up some jaded signs let me check the chat miss b says that was seriously messed up exactly um saturday even says didn't know that yeah it's very crazy 
very very crazy how years and years later we are still debating of whether or not this is a movie about stds stis or sexual assault but in my opinion it is very 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 much about sexual assault in fact um it even goes on to parts of victim blaming her entire fen group you know they can't see this entity and they think they're that she's going fucking crazy until they see her getting her ass beat on a beach when they're going into solitude and then they're realizing like holy shit this thing is fucking real but again the film itself is kind of all over the place and you know it's kind of one of those films where you just take it as it is now let's go into contracted has every anybody seen contracted i know miss b said um that they had seen the movie and again i will stop the chat once i start talking about it and i want to get people's opinions but it's very interesting that how i remember the first time i saw contracted i had no idea what i was getting into i heard that it was a zombie film but i didn't know what type of zombie film this was and by far as cheesy and cheesy as it is it definitely plays out like a very small indie film but in fact it's actually a um inspired film of another french canadian film i'm blanking on its name but there's another film called shivers by david cronenberg and if you guys know who cronenberg is he is a prolific horror sci-fi very out there director and a lot of his movie themes are always deemed sexual very very deemed sexual in fact the latest film that he just made infinity pool highly suggest i cannot tell you what the fuck i watched <laughs> other than a bunch of horny motherfuckers who are i guess playing doppelgangers they go into an island or they're a part of this festival that's on an, a private island and they're all horny for each other but also they get off in the fact that they can kill their doppelgangers as many times as they like as long as the price is right but again a david cronenberg movie should never be interpreted as one thing it's many things but shivers itself is in fact probably one of the greatest greatest stds stis of early memory for me as far as a good horror film because of the fact that it is about sex crazed maniacs who have sex get a sexually transmitted disease if you will that turns them crazy violent and it takes over one by one an apartment building so with that said let's talk about contracted contracted first of all it's a movie that's gonna make you want to pause because again there's a lot going on there's a lot of themes that are going on in the movie so problem number one with this film is both the synopsis and the tagline of contracted refer to the transitional event which i'll say the big reveal as a one night stand it actually is not and a lot of people debate about this too so the main character samantha the movie opens up with samantha going to a party but before that the film gets a little crazy you hear sounds of sex mostly one-sided and you see a toe tag of a biohazard woman and it's alluded that this man is performing necrophilia on a dead woman who is considered a biohazard in a morgue goes about his business and then <laughs> proceeds to spread the disease so samantha our main character is seen going to a party after having a seemingly breakup 
but in the lesbian world this is just, this is just mostly like I need my space I need my time you got to get the fuck out of my house kind of thing and so Samantha is trying to get her mind off of this seemingly breakup goes to a party gets extremely fucked up and intoxicated and she meets a mysterious man they proceed to go to a car they have sex but during the sex scene itself and this is where people start saying like this is not a one night stand like she's saying no even though she continuously is having sex with him because she can't fully consent he is forcing himself on her having sex with her and then the whole credits start so this is how the movie starts starts with sex starts with a rape and then it goes down to a spiral of shit show so that's problem number one with the film problem number two contracted presents itself as a morality tale but in fact there's no logical morality at play it has been said that if Samantha was willingly engaged in a sexual dangerous casual sex act um, she you know one wouldn't be asking to go to a gynecologist the next day to get herself checked out especially as she's noticing her body fall apart she has no recollection of what really happened other than these weird flashbacks of what's going on with her body on top of that i think the other problem was the fact that her girlfriend instead of in a time of need of samantha slut shames her for sleeping with a man but even Samantha isn't even telling her girlfriend at the time, I did not really want to have sex with this man. I was drunk. And yes, she was raped. But that's not, that's later on revealed in the, in the movie, which I was kind of upset about because, again, it wasn't really addressed. And she had a friend who was not being a friend at the time either, kind of pressing on to the more of the fact that you need to just get over your girlfriend and go fuck somebody else. And she even fakes the whole let's take shots and let's get you fucked up so you can't comply and do anything correct in your right state of mind. So that's a lot of problems in the movie. But if she was having vengeful sex, it would have been alluded to that other than the fact that the man put rupees in the cup. If you're having revengeful sex with somebody, normally you don't need to drug somebody to do that. Okay, so again, thematics are kind of jaded in this movie. Throughout the film, also, because she has had a former drug addiction, her mother sees that she's a little off and we do see Samantha slowly deteriorating in a matter of three days so the movie starts with day one day two ends with day three and by day two she's slowly deteriorating we start seeing her face kind of sunken in she's peeing blood she's not fully coherent at work she has an odd appetite for not food but she sees that her mom had burned herself and she's like, what are you, what did you, what are you cooking? Smells good. And, and her mother even says, no, honey, I, I burned myself. She's like, no, but it smells really good in here. And it's kind of a toss off. It's kind of one of those one second things in a horror film where you're like, wait. So it goes from having her having sex to now this weird STD is making her with heightened smell and a taste for flesh. Okay, we'll go with it. Cool. Other problems of the movie is that 
it says that the carrier shows no symptoms whatsoever, which is true. We do not see, in the first film at least, the man who was having sex with the dead body being this carrier and just walking around with no symptoms. How can that be? Because most of the time, the way it goes, if you have an STD or STI, symptoms do show. But again, but again there's a thing called asymptomatic, which is why in the poll that I put on the Moan Chat, which I hope you guys do put, you know, put your own input to it. Um, there's such a thing as people being asymptomatic for as long as they can. A herpes diagnosis sometimes goes untreated for years before someone starts to show symptoms. And that's the same with HPV, gonorrhea, syphilis. So end of the day, if you're having sex, y'all, protected or not, get yourself tested, even if you're monogamous. And by the way, for the people who aren't having sex, you could still contract an STD and an STI. Okay? You don't have to have penetrative sex to contract an STD or STI. So remember that. And furthermore, 70% of females with chlamydia do not have symptoms. So let that be said. So the next time someone says, oh, I'm fine. I'm not, you know... I don't have anything. I was monogamous for X amount of years. Don't trust it. Get tested. Please get tested. Shout out to Kinky, Kinky Commission. Yes, HIV as well. And those on PrEP too, you know, full disclosure. I think that if you are if you are mature enough to have sex, you should be mature enough to have a conversation about STDs and STIs. Also, we're in the beginning of the film, there is no conversation about STD, STIs, or condom use until towards the end of the film. Let that be a point. Furthermore, going into contracted, and welcome to those who are just listening. Again, if you're in the chat, as the chat says, this is all about STDs, STIs, sexual assault. You have been warned. Continuing. Um, going back to the film... As the movie prolongs, this is where it kind of gets weird. And even in my notes, I'm writing and I'm like, all right, day, you know, day two, people are saying she looks like shit. People are saying, oh, but you got to come to work. But she's infected with something. Her eyes are bloodshot. She has rotting fingernails and she works in the food service. And it takes her serving her fingernail to... <laughs> some customer to be like okay there's something seriously fucking wrong with me and then this is when it gets a little jaded more she goes to get checked at the gynecologist who ironically is a man who slut shames her he she samantha is a lesbian and she says i've only slept with one man and that was last night and he's like well how many sexual partners have you had to contract what you're contracting and she's like only one he doesn't believe her in fact, he even says, like, oh, it's probably just chlamydia. Like, we'll give you a pill. You'll be fine. But no, she is slowly deteriorating. Peeing blood that turns into maggots later. That's a sexy part of the movie. And again, instead of people saying there's something wrong with Samantha, it's more of like, Samantha, are you on drugs? Samantha, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why aren't you complying? Like, why are you not being coherent? What's going on with you? Talk to me. Talk to me. It's... It's wild. It's fucking wild. By day three, um, she wakes up, passed out in her own blood. She is decomposing even faster than she was before. Her mom is still saying that she's an addict because of the fact that she has her hair falling out, nails falling out, teeth rotting. 
and she starts spiraling like any other decomposing body would. If you guys watch plenty of zombie films, there is an aggressive side of zombieism. And she starts to contract that. She starts to get a little bit more agitated. And in fact, revenge kills her girlfriend after slut shaming her several times. And coming off as this man-hating lesbian and she can't fathom the fact of taking Samantha back because of the fact that she fucked a man. Not consoling her, not asking her if she's okay, even though the girl is pretty much very dead at this point. So what does she do? Kills her. Then she goes to her friend who may have been a crush on, had a crush on her. May have just been that awful friend. Instead of the friend, you know, taking, cons you know, consoling her, she kind of manipulates her with sex to which Samantha kind of is like, whoa, what's going on? Like, I don't think we should be doing this. And then gets a little crazy and just starts to bite her and eat her because the flesh wants flesh. Then there's a weird sex scene in the movie. Let me take my <laughs> sip of this tea before I go into this. I hope y'all are enjoying this, the, the conversation at least. <laughs> I'm not trying to turn you guys off. It's just, it's a very weird way to allude to STDs in a film, in a horror film if that. So, Samantha has this guy in the movie who is pining for her attention doesn't care that she's a lesbian he still wants to be the machismo man and be like the man to be i'm the dick you need kind of thing and i'm like oh all right cool we'll go with this but mm, doesn't even imply that she was even bisexual to begin with so she proceeds to have sex with this guy and i don't remember if there was any discussion of sexual protection i don't think so but you know, they they have sex in the kitchen and he's talking about how wet she is, but then also says something is tingling inside of me and something is wiggling. And then we cut to the floor and you see maggots coming out of her vagina. So her body is fully decomposed and she's trying to assure them like, I'm fine. Everything is fine. Everything is OK. And it almost kind of brings you back to the early days of when COVID hit and people were still being reckless with sex and even monkeypox people were still getting it on and they didn't give a fuck they didn't give a fuck it's wild fucking wild so the movie ends with her fully becoming a zombie and again it all is surrounding sex and STDs and STIs with no true resolution but the fact that there's so much shame and again, I hadn't watched that movie since it came out. So looking at it now, almost 10 years later, I was like, what the actual fuck? And there's a second movie I don't recommend because it basically continues with the guy that she had sex with and he contracts the disease. And they talk about the man, the main guy who went along and fucked the dead body. And he says that he's not going to stop until the entire world is infected with whatever the fuck is going on. So basically, the zombie apocalypse is all started because of sex. Crazy fucking story. Crazy fucking weird fucking movie. Just like it follows. No true resolution. It's just more of like, let's instill the fear with no resolution. Yeah, I feel like I need a shower after that. <laughs> 
I am going to take, uh, if anybody wants to raise their hand and join me in the chat and share their discussions, B, I would love to hear from you because you said that you did not like the movie at all. Um, but yes, anybody who would like to join in, please chime in. Give me your thoughts, your concerns. It's wild. It's wild. It's a wild. These movies were just insane to rewatch and gave me the reason why again I don't like it follows I kind of liked contracted until I started diving deeper and maybe that was because at a certain time in my life it's kind of weird when you watch movies a certain time frame of your life and then you go back to it and it's like why was I so obsessed with this movie and I was actually kind of angered and it was mostly because of the slut shaming and dealing with a, a toxic ex who did not accept my sexuality and seeing Samantha's girlfriend kind of slut shame her and you know kind of blame her for putting herself in such a compromisable position with a man definitely brought back triggers of a former girlfriend of mine which was fucking insane fucking insane check in the comments <laughs> switch boy says uh it seems like a different version of the resident evil movies ah I mean, Resident Evil really didn't have sex as the main character, though. These movies did have just, I don't want to say weak women, but they definitely had sex preying on specifically women. I don't know why. I don't call it a female empowerment movie at all. When people say that It Follows is about surviving and, and, and all of that, I just, I don't, I don't see it as that at all. Hey, Miss B. So, lay it on me. Oh, girl. The shame in that movie. It was just rampant throughout. Mm -hmm. Not my favorite movie. <laughs> Not my favorite movie. Now, you only watch Contracted, correct? No, I watched Follow It Follows as well. Now, did you like It Follows better? Or did you also, just both movies, just not? Yeah. Yeah. Both movies were. Well, I think it follows. No, I didn't like either movie. Tell me why. Because it didn't explain in either movie what what was really going on. Mm -hmm. You know, you had you had to really watch what was going on to see underneath. There was so much. There was so much shaming. I mean, the doctor, her mom, her best friend, I, I, everywhere she turned, she was shamed for it. So for people, for the record, she's talking about contracted on this one, on this case. Yeah. And but Jay on It Follows as well was shamed. So uh, I did not. That was hugely traumatizing. Yeah. I also feel that it was these types of movies also should have came with its own trigger warning because I remember when It Follows came out and there was no warning whatsoever on the content at all. Um, people were praising this. I, in fact, I believe this uh, premiered at Cannes Film Festival and people were saying like this is the one of the best movies of the year, independent movies of the year. But again, people weren't really talking about the real theme, which was why are we not having a true conversation about sexual trauma and assault and what happens after assault because even that uh, that very uncomfortable scene that was only like a split second which is where after everything is said and done with jay you know the cops come out and 
they're asking her, was this consensual? And she says, yes, but I didn't consent to everything else. And they kind of were like, well, you put yourself in this situation. Once again, what shaming in victim shaming, the whole, all of it, it was just, uh, it, I felt like I needed to shower. That's why I said I need to shower after this chat because, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a mess. Yeah, both of them were a mess. And they, and I'm glad you're talking about this though, too. I mean, it, it needed to be out there that they're both about not just STIs and but sexual assault and the aftermath. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another thing that we don't seem to talk about when, you know, we address sexual assault and trauma that happens and we could say believe the victims all we want, but we will never understand or feel what these victims feel unless if we have sat down with them and truly empathized or have gone through the similar cases. Similar situation, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it and it's an ongoing theme because even now, I mean, I hate to bring it up and it pains my heart to bring it up because I had just seen Creed 3. But Jonathan Majors is under scrutiny right now for abusing, possibly abusing his girlfriend. Okay. Um, of course, the publicity and, and teams of his are all saying that this is not true and that she's just, you know, she's victim blaming. She's trying to seek for status and all that. But it's like, no, why would out of the blue we hear about a man who has two hit movies in Hollywood right now choking out a woman like all these things are very serious you know parts of trauma like why would someone fake trauma for clout yeah you don't I don't know it, it would take someone seriously messed up in the head to do something mm -hmm. like that but oh it's wild it, it just and again, I just wish that even when we watch horror films, the more and more I watch horror films, and especially the ones that do have like a sex-centered piece on it, it's like some parts they get right and then some parts they don't get right. Even so there was wrong. this new movie. Yeah, like I might bring this for the Horny for Horror series that I'm thinking about already for Pride Month, which is the movie They Them. They came out with Kevin Bacon and it's on um, Peacock. Yeah. But even, yeah, but even that, it kind of, you know, to make a horror film about a gay conversion camp, it's already, you know uncomfortable yeah it's it's that's another one yeah it's like there's something there's some type of disconnect in hollywood when it comes to these sex-centered horror films and the more social commentary that you put onto it it's kind of like okay what's the end game are you trying to deter me from having sex or are you trying to tell me that when someone discloses an std or sti um diagnosis that i should just fear that i'm gonna just fucking roll over and die right because that's what i get from these two films exactly exactly that's the takeaway i got or if there's anything you know alternative to your lifestyle you know because in contracted she was 
bi or gay. I'm not really sure. I would say if anything, if we're going to take it, if we're going to like take a 2023 vision and put the lens on it, I would say that she was just questioning because questioning you've explored yeah yeah because you saw the hesitancy that she had in the restaurant for instance with nikki her girlfriend and that guy approached them at the table and it was very uncomfortable to hear a lesbian woman just kind of basically badgering a man whether or not he was hitting on her or not it was more of like okay this is coming out of left field what man hurt you in life earlier yeah exactly but it also says the whole thing that all lesbians hate men and that's not the case that isn't the case no Mm-mm. it isn't Mm-mm. and they portrayed it also as you know all lesbians are quick to move in oh yes the u-haul effect the u-haul effect there was a lot of tropes there in that movie especially mm-hmm. but i found kind of distasteful which ones oh about the lesbians and you know the trope of if they're quick to move in or Mm -hmm. all lesbians hate men Mm -hmm. you know that that isn't true you would think we would have a more awake view by now but apparently not no And then even with It Follows, one of the, I did write this down because the quote, when he was talking about, you're a woman, it should be easy for you to just lay down with somebody. I'm like, but that's not the case. Like, exactly. You, you traumatized me. Yeah. Like you practically raped me. Like you had consensual sex and then you tried to chloroform me for some fucking reason. Again, still does not go, you know, resolved. And then you proceed to tell me. thing right. to me yeah right and just say okay you're on your own you have to live with it and that's the thing too it's kind of like it's sending the message out that hey such victims of sexual assault you gotta just live you're with your on decision your own. yep you're yeah. on your own yeah exactly it's wild well miss b thank you for for coming up and if anybody wants to join we're gonna wrap this up actually but if anybody wants to also say a final word or observation i see my boo is in the in the room but i know you got family time too yeah no thank you miss b anytime anytime going back to the chat making sure i didn't miss anything there's chat about resident evil love it love it love it well yeah (laughs) so again i i didn't want to deter people from listening to this chat i know it's you know sometimes there's the fun side of horny for horror and in this case this is more of a dark side of horny for horror because sexual assault is never all fun and games and neither is stds and stis but you know what life moves on with stds and stis we don't need to victim shame and victim blame people People like myself, you know, who live with herpes day in and day out, I'm not living in shame. I'm still 100% my slutty self. Even if I had to take a mental pause from sex for a couple months to kind of just like reassess and be like, okay, all right, I'm living with something, but my life is not completely done. I'm not some pariah, if you will. So if you're listening out there and you're dealing with, you know, a recent diagnosis, it's okay. I hope that you are surrounded with a wonderful tribe or group of friends. For me, I I think my, I talk about my polyamorous tribe all the time. I I think my tribe, 
for helping me overcome my insecurities with my diagnosis. You know, I thank them for trusting me to get myself tested and to give them the warning like, hey, I'm having a flare up. We just can't have this today. But again, knock on wood, I'm now on my third year. I now just heard my three year without an outbreak. And that's because I consistently, consistently stay in communication with my body. So again, I'm going to say this loud and clear. doesn't matter if you're monogamous, polyamorous, kinky, freaky. doesn't even matter if you're asexual. Get yourself tested. Okay? Get yourself checked on a regular basis. And it's free. Depending upon where you go, it can be free. There are resources. You can use me as a resource. And I can do my best to find you a place to get tested. If you can have sex, you should get tested. If you are having sex, you should be able to have the conversation of status and diagnosis. And it's not a death sentence. There are medications. There are treatments. Hell, there's a herpes treatment coming that they are trying to work out with the CDC, which makes me very, very happy because it is in a trial stage. So life does go on and it doesn't have to be a horror movie like these movies depicted. It doesn't have to end with the zombie apocalypse. It doesn't have to end that way. And again, if you have been a victim of sexual assault and trauma, talk to someone. If you can't talk to a close friend or a partner, talk to someone. Seek help, seek therapy to help you walk you through because you should not be living alone in your thoughts and in reliving such horrific, horrific things that have ever been done. Go seek the help that you need. There is someone listening. There is someone for everyone to be out there to seek the help that they need. All right, with that said, everybody, Remember that safe sex is the best hot sex. Till next time, actually until next week, there's a new earplay coming with Tara Galino. I'm very excited to have her on the um, private chat of earplay and that will be dropping on April 16th. And of course, find me at MsRadioSapphire.com on all streaming platforms, Sapphire's earplay. And of course, Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's earplay on Instagram. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.